Hey guys, welcome to Fuck Small Talk. I'm your host, Mariah Joe, life and recovery coach. I have my master's in sociology and a few certifications in nutrition and behavioral health. I'm also a certified peer recovery specialist, which is a fancy way of saying I use my own experience with addiction and mental health to help others heal too. And I'm here to say fuck that, to fake fluffy talk for the sake of fitting in. You don't need to fit in, you belong. Let's dive into this week's big talk topic. Hi, Courtney. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm so good. I'm so glad that you're here today. It's so good to see your face. Yes, oh. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, when I asked you to be on the podcast and you said yes, I was like, it's meant to be, obviously. Um, so for the people who are listening, first of all, like, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. This is an episode that you don't want to miss. Um, this is Courtney Playstead. She is my first coach that I ever hired through the world of Instagram. And I followed her for quite a while when I got into recovery. This was about four years ago. And I followed her and was like slightly stalking her stories for a while and was like, I have to work with her. And so, yeah, Courtney, I, I hired you. We started working together. You helped me build my coaching program. You helped me build so much more of my spirituality and my mindset that I would have never had some of the, some of like the core parts of who I am. You helped me like find those things and like navigating me through so many of my feelings and, and all of the things in early recovery and, and entrepreneurship and everything. So highly grateful for you. And I'm so glad that you're here. Yeah, that really, I feel like I'm about to cry because it makes me so emotional because, you know, when you first said that, you know, introducing me on the podcast, I'm like, the podcast is something that when we first started working together, you were talking about, and now it's your reality. And I think that's truly amazing just to think back to everything that you just shared. Like, I remember our first conversation together and just how many of those things now that are your reality and that you have created and just where you are is amazing. And so I'm really proud of you too. <laughs> My heart just wants to like explode, like hearing you say that, like, yeah, it's definitely been a freaking journey and the stuff that I was like telling you on coaching calls, like things that I want to make my reality, things that definitely were not mine in my tangible world at that point in time. I like have these goals and dreams and stuff. And it's so funny, like even um, we're, we're definitely going to get into a few things today. Some things that I want to discuss with you are money mindset, for sure. You're like, no excuses, no bullshit attitude that definitely drew me to you. That kind of goes along with obviously the theme of fuck small talk. And then like manifesting the life that that we want to live and what that even means, like what the word manifestation manifestation even means, just because I feel like sometimes it gets like a woo-woo like vibe around it. And so people just think it isn't important to understand when in reality it it like is the driving force that like changes lives the most in my in my opinion. But yeah, I like, I don't know. It's been I started out on our first coaching call with you trying to manifest things that I I knew were dreams of mine. And honestly, as as like rickety and up and down as my life has felt in the last couple of years, like, I don't know, it's really been beautiful. And I really have been moving forward, like looking back, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I know that we were talking about, you know, all of this kind of before pressing record too, but like, you are moving forward and there's been ups and downs. And I think, you know, that's the same for me. Cause I know you said 
talking about like manifesting a life that you love and all of that kind of stuff. Like it all is happening and we are progressing and we're getting closer every single day, but also there are so many ups and downs in the process. Like in the four or five years that we've known each other, I don't know how long it's been at this point, but it's been a while. Mm -hmm. But in that time, I know that for me, there's been many, many ups and downs. And I know based on speaking to you, there's been some for you as well. And I think it's just a really important reminder too, that we are moving forward and we're getting closer to where we want to be. But also in that same breath, there's a lot of trial and error and a lot of ups and downs and everything like that. So just an important thing to remember too, like it's not always sunshine and rainbows and all of that. So yeah, I think that's super hard to remember when you're in the middle of the storm (laughs) and you're like, see, I'm clearly failing. Like I'm clearly not doing well in life, period, because this feels really hard right now. But that is not. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. When you are in it, it is so hard to see the other side. And even as, you know, a coach myself and for you, we know what the things are that we should be doing or whatever, but it doesn't always feel as easy when we are going through it ourselves. And so, yeah, it can feel really cloudy and really heavy while you're in it, but you always get to the other side. And I share that with my clients all the time. Like if they are going on a patch with a couple of rough weeks and things just are not going as they planned, I'm like, you're going to get through it. You've got through it every single other time. It's just a rough patch. And the only place from here is up. So yeah, just really important to remember that. Yeah. I interviewed another, um, she calls herself an accountability coach, which is uh, like perfect for like health and and nutrition coaching, but her name's Jessica. And she just said like, what's the rush? You know, like, like this is a lifelong journey. You're still going to be taking care of yourself and learning how to grow and go through the days, you know, years from now. And so like, it's okay if you got sick or, you know, missed an appointment or, you know, it's, it's all right what's the what's the rush if you need to take a day away from the gym to rest or whatever it is like it's not gonna destroy your world (laughs) to just like let life happen yeah absolutely I think that's something like from a fitness perspective I'm always telling my clients too is there's no end date like you're going to be doing this if you were living a healthy lifestyle or you are running a business or whatever your thing is, if you are doing that for life and it's just the way that you want to be and the person that you want to be, there's no end date. So it doesn't really matter if you are missing a week or a day or whatever. It's just about getting back on the wagon, taking, I think taking to what you learn from those rough patches or those weeks off, you know, there's no failure, only feedback. So turning everything into a lesson of how can I grow from this? What can I learn from this? I know that that's something that I'm always trying to do when I go through these rough patches, not necessarily in the moment because you don't always see the lesson in the moment, Mm -hmm. but looking back at those things and being like, okay, I see now where things, you know, went south or how I could have reacted differently or what I want to do differently next time. And so taking those moments of that failure, you know, and not necessarily failure, those lessons and growing from those. But then also, as I first mentioned, just realizing like there's no end date, there's no finish line. You are in this for life. And so, yeah, just have to keep going, keep showing up and keep doing the things that you know are going to get you to where you want to be. Yeah. If we can keep the perspective that like it's not failure, like just take that word and just toss it out the window and have the perspective change of like it. life is like a game, you know, and I you know, for what, like, I don't know how that feels in people's spirits, but it, 
it can be like you're playing with the elements you're playing with like the force of the universe like you're playing with other players in the world and it's like you can decide how to like choose again you know and you're always getting feedback from the world around you and your environment and if something doesn't work out if you had an idea of how it was going to turn out and it didn't go that way that is feedback directly that we get to sit with and say okay it didn't work when I tried option a how can I try again and make you know try a b way or a c or like just try again you know and it's not failure it's just like yeah recognizing how we can grow Yeah. Last thing I'll kind of say about that too, is I heard this on a podcast earlier this week and it's stuck with me is we can either take the things from our past and look at them as an asset or look at them as a liability. And so we can either look at our past and be like, oh, well, this is the reason that I can't succeed, or this is the reason that I haven't got there yet, or I'll never succeed because of X, Y, Z. And, you know, look at that thing as a liability, the things that are always holding you back or the reasons why you can't, or you can look at those things from your past as an asset and say, here's all of the incredible things that I learned from this. Yes, it wasn't a beautiful experience, but I'm coming out on the other side with all of these learnings and this new perspective. And it's now an asset to the future and to the person that I'm becoming because I can take that and you know implement something different in my future. So you can either look at those things as an asset or a liability. The choice is up to you, but you're going to be so much more successful if you are looking at them as, you know, an asset. 100%. I think I needed to hear that. I mean, it's no secret that I'm going through like some major freaking changes in my life right now. And that helped me a lot just in that sentence, sharing that with me, like everything that has happened, any person that may or may not be coming with me into my future, the, uh, you know, my heart wants to recognize every person that I have a close relationship and friendship and connection with as an asset. That is my soul. Like that is realizing that this person has incredible worth and the lessons, you know, like I I literally say that people are walking life lessons. Like that's one of my phrases. And it's again, like when you're in it, when you're in your feelings, you know, it's hard to see that. And it's hard to sit in that perspective instead of like, you know, just wanting to stomp your feet because you didn't get your way or because maybe your feelings are valid, you know, and hurt. But yeah, looking at everything as an asset of of how did it help you? How did it happen for you? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like, I don't know. So when we were working together, you gave me this coffee mug and there, this coffee mug, I swear to God. Okay. I put it in the dishwasher a little too hard one time and it broke off a little chip, like chip from Beauty and the Beast. Like it has like a little chip on the top and I am still heart sick about it. Whenever I see it, my heart still sinks. So like as much as that mug gives me positivity in the morning, I also still feel very sad every time that I use it. (laughs) But it says everything is always working out for me. You shipped me this beautiful coffee mug and like literally it's like how I start my morning some mornings when I know I like need to make sure it's going to be a good day. I use that mug (laughs) and I'm just really grateful. And that's one of the phrases that you taught me is everything is always working out for me. I say that all of the time. It's how I coach. If you've been a client of mine or if you've worked with me, you've heard that phrase. Your perspectives and like the, the lessons that you taught me have helped me so much that I'm wondering if you have mantras like that that work for you, like things when things are going not great and you're like, okay, I just got to keep my shit together. Like, what are some of the phrases that come to your mind? 
Yeah. Well, first of all, it's so funny. I ordered that coffee mug off of Etsy and like, you know, I designed it myself. It's not the prettiest coffee mug, but it has like, you know, that cute little um, quote on it. But I always was during that time frame. like I'm always finding things to give my clients when they first on board. And during that time frame, I was doing the mugs with like whatever phrase I thought maybe resonated most with that client or was going to like support that client most. And so it means so much to me that you still have that and that you are like that it was actually impactful to you. And it wasn't just like another gift that you received no. <laughs> from a coach. So, um, but yeah, so that's a huge one obviously is everything's always working out for me. I'm always going back to that. And it's just kind of like a staple, you know, when the shitstorm hits and you don't understand why sometimes things are happening, just recognizing that like there is a meaning for this. I'm going to, just like we're talking about right now, like I'm going to look back on this eventually and be able to see the benefit from that thing. Um, another one that I know you remember as well is this or something better. And so we tend to kind of think that we know exactly what's best for us in our lives and exactly what we want. And I want my future to be just like this. And we can get really dead set on that vision. And even when there are so many kind of signals coming at us saying like, this is a better option, or maybe that's not actually what you want. Um, we can kind of tend to ignore that. And so I like to, you Ouch. know, when setting goals, <laughs> I just want to take a moment to say, ouch. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when setting goals, we can tend to be so like tunnel vision on that one thing. And so I heard that probably, I don't know how many years back I first heard that. And I was like, that's such a perfect representation of like, it's this or something better even if I don't know what that better is right now. So that's another one. And then another one that came to mind when you said that is, are you stuck or just choosing not to move? Oh, and wow. <laughs> why do you, why are you doing this to me this morning? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, and the reason I love this one is because life can feel one really overwhelming sometimes. And we just choose to stay like paralyzed in our own emotions and feelings and overwhelm of everything. And also just like we can make up these excuses for ourselves, kind of going back to that no excuses mindset that you mentioned earlier, like we can make up all these reasons and excuses for ourselves of why we can't, you know, like I feel so stuck or, you know, X, Y, Z is inhibiting me from moving forward. And I think it's really impactful if when I ask myself, you know, are you actually stuck or are you just choosing not to move? Are you choosing to have like this tunnel vision of, this is what I have to do. And I have to do it exactly this way and nothing else is working out. Or can I, you know, look outside the box and be like, oh, there is some action I can take right now. I'm not really stuck. I'm just stuck in my head or something like that. And so that's probably the other main one that I'm often finding. I mean, most of my like things that I'm always thinking, those empowering thoughts are really just about how one, this, you know, this situation is only looking the way it is because of my perspective. So that kind of goes to the, are you stuck or just choosing not to move? Like it's all about perspective. And then also just all about like everything is falling into place exactly the way that it should. And you have to trust that or else you're going to be so, you know, caught up on monitoring and forcing every single move of your life. And so all of the things that I say and everything are kind of based around those things because it's also really empowering just to know that like, I can't fuck up. Like I, whatever I do is going to be 
right, even if it doesn't have the most positive outcome, if I listen to my intuition and I make the choices that I want to make, I made those choices for a reason and there's really no fucking up. Like it's all working out for me. Yes. I think like the thing that I had the hardest time with forever, you know, like, you know, my story pretty well. I feel like my life is a series of deep trauma and grief. And that's like obviously one perspective to take on it. But that was really how I was like raised to hear these phrases, to hear like everything's always working out or are you staying stuck or are you just like, are you really stuck? Or are you choosing not to move? Those phrases, I say, ouch now, and I kind of giggle because like it's fun to be challenged and I'm like, fuck, you know, like I can definitely call myself out on some shit, you know. But before I started my healing journey, it was so easy for me to use anger and denial and other forms of like justifications and well, you just don't understand. And I don't know, I was stuck in my pain. And so I recognize if you're going through something that is so painful right now, that maybe it's hard to come through these perspective changes and just remember that things are working out, whether it's like maybe the death of someone that meant the world to you. And maybe it feels very, very unfair. It is unfair. And that being said, it is a reminder to recognize that like life is special and life is short and to be present in the moment and that nothing is a given. Um, and so it just kind of brings me back to like appreciation and just gratitude. So, yeah, it is really easy to say everything's working out for me until like the true life shit happens, you know, like if there's a death or something that's truly just traumatic and, you know, we hear the phrase, everything happens for a reason. And it's really hard to find the reason and sometimes, you know, things like that. And so that's when it's more so just comes down to what can I learn from this? Exactly. Like you're saying like, oh, that I need to enjoy every day and that I need to spend time with the people that I love and, you know, tell people how much I appreciate them. And, finding finding like the learnings from everything instead of just having to be stuck in like oh this is a positive situation I know you know because everything is it's always working out for me so it's definitely it takes it's the proper context to the saying for sure yeah and it's just like everything can be applied in different situations you know like it like doesn't really apply here type thing <laughs> like I think like it still applies like everything is always working out and that still applies even when tragedies do strike. It's just that maybe that isn't the mantra that we need to be focusing on in that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the mantra in that moment is just, what can I learn from this? Or how can I see, you know, a positive light in this? What memories can I make from this or pull out from my bank to make this like feel like an impactful time? One of my favorite things that I've learned through all of the grief books and work and and therapy that I've been doing is making damn sure that I'm tapping into the meaning of someone's like it, it's so interesting because you just said like you know this person wasn't or like was this an asset in my past or was it a liability and to focus on how much of an asset someone that you love dearly is to you um, whether it be like maybe a breakup and you guys are choosing to go separate or a death or or whatever, you know, if you haven't listened uh, to the episode on grief, I would really recommend going back and listening to my little sister and I talk about grief and grief recovery, because that's kind of the underlying theme for a lot of hardship that a lot of us kind of get stuck in. And we don't know how to get out of that rut. That's that stuck that we all talk about is the the feeling, uh -huh. the perspective. Yeah, I think there's 
really something important to be said with that too, with grief. I haven't listened to your episode. I'll have to go listen to it as well. So I might be either repeating or going against something that you guys said. But one thing I really learned with coaching is a lot of times when I'm helping clients, we are unpacking things from the past, whether it's grief or loss and a lot of just negative emotions from the past. And one of the best things that you can do in these moments where tragedy strikes is to feel the feelings and allow yourself to process in that moment and not push your feelings down, shove them to the side, and then just try to move on and be like, like everything's fine. Because that is exactly when these feelings are going to come up years later and you're going to have to process them at some point. So when these things do happen, allowing yourself to be sad, to feel the feelings in that moment is so important too. Um, and it's just such a note to the fact that life isn't always going to be just like super positive in a sense of like part of the journey is feeling the feelings. Like we are human, we have emotions, like it's it's normal. It's a normal human thing to feel the feelings and to go through these different emotional phases. And so it's important that you allow yourself to do that instead of just being like, oh, I should just be happy, be positive because that's how, you know, I want to live my life. It's going to come up later in life, probably in situations where you don't want it to um, in different ways. And so allowing yourself to feel those emotions is really important as well. What would you say or what do you say, you know, to clients that come to you that maybe or maybe they're not even a client of yours because they're, again, like not pulling the trigger on something because they are so stuck. Like whether it's the self-confidence of like, well, I always end up giving up anyway. So like, why would I spend money on this program? Because I know it's not going to be like a long haul decision because I never succeed. You know, like what would you say to someone that is kind of in the yo-yo between like, you know, I can go to the gym for a month. Or I can stay sober for a month or whatever it is, you know, and I know that you're not a sober coach, but like whatever they're trying to like change in their life. And they have this idea that like, well, I like, what's the point? And like, maybe this is all like going over their head because they're like, yeah, I've heard all this shit before. But like, yeah. not, it's like hard to implement. Like, what would you say? Yeah, well, I think the first thing really is like, Maybe you just have found the right way. Yeah. Like maybe you've been trying to force yourself to do things in a way that you see everyone else doing or is the the norm or whatever, but maybe you just haven't found the right way yet of the thing that works for you. That's what I, you know, tend to say a lot with fitness and health and everything like that. But also like I think there's so much to be said of just like the empowerment factor of like, yes, you fucking can. And it's also like, let's figure out how, let's figure out why things haven't worked in the past. Let's figure out like what self-sabotaging thoughts that you're bringing up from these past experiences. And let's figure out how to work through those things because that's how you're going to move to this place of empowerment. And what if you can prove to yourself that like it is all possible for you? Like if the only thing that you know at this point is that the longest time you ever make it going to the gym is one month, like let's fucking prove to yourself that you can get there for two and for three and that you can make this routine out of it. Um, so it's a lot of like, subconscious reprogramming mm. and asking yourself like one what are the things from my past that are causing me to feel like this that are causing me to you know doubt myself and just be in this state of just not believing in myself but then also like a place of empowerment of like 
if you want something, if you desire something, there's a reason that you want that. You know, when it comes to recovery, the re- the reason that you are in the place that you are right now, like you personally, mm-hmm. is because you wanted that for yourself and you knew that you were worth that. So that's exactly why you did it. And that's exactly why you've succeeded is because it was a desire that was on your heart and you knew that you were worth that. And so you're living proof that if you want something bad enough, you can get there. You just have to find the way that works for you. And just like everything else that we've said, there's been bumpy spots along the ride. So there's going to be bumpy spots along the ride for everybody. So if you are currently in a bumpy spot, that's all fine and well. That doesn't make what you want impossible. It just means that you have to get through this rough patch and it's on the other side. Yeah, I think something that you taught me and now I use as an analogy like all the time is picturing it like a GPS and you're like driving, right? Like, so we're in Fargo. So if I were to set my GPS to go to like Minneapolis, it's going to tell me to take I-94 the whole way there because it's the easiest shot or like the it'll get me there the quickest and with the least amount of issues. But the way that you described it is that like life isn't a straight shot, obviously, and that there's no matter what turn I take from Fargo to Minneapolis, I can literally veer left at any point. I can get off on any exit. I can accidentally go down some gravel road and lollygag for a while. Like I can do whatever the heck I want. But the GPS, if it's programmed to get me to Minneapolis, it will always reroute me and it will always yeah. tell me to like take a next left, take a U-turn. What are you doing, bitch? Turn around. Um, <laughs> like it's going to do that for me and redirect me. And so the GPS is like the universe. Yeah, that that that's that's such a beautiful point. There's a million different ways to get to where you want to be. And also like recognizing that if you are hitting the dead end, if you're turning around and going the opposite direction, all of those different things. The reason that that's happening is because you actually put your foot on the gas pedal in the first place. You actually took action and you started trying to go somewhere. And so you're so much closer than you already were before. And you found, you know, a million different routes that weren't the most effective way or weren't your way or whatever, but you have taken the action to get started in the first place. Like not, not everybody even makes it to that step where they push the gas pedal and say, all right, let's go, let's do this thing. And so you're already one step ahead because you've decided that you want to go that direction. Hell yeah. Like life is a life is an adventure. Like we call it a journey, like all the time or a game or whatever you want to call it. But it's like, it's an adventure. And some of us let our fear keep us stuck. I mean, like, and the fear can be valid. Like maybe, you know, that the car might not get you far. Maybe you were not handed a roadmap as some people are. Like we can talk about privilege all day long and like the family that you're born into and the tools that you have at your fingertips to make life at like an easier start. A lot of us don't have that. And it's just kind of like, well, where do I even begin? That's where it's like daunting. And a lot of us don't even start to try to change our lifestyle until we're adults because we've hit so many roadblocks or we're like definitely feeling stagnant and our spirit is like something isn't right about this. I have to change. Like it's I have to do something. I have to put my foot on the gas. And it's also like it's an adventure. So even if you're hitting dead ends, like you and I are country girls, I see you walking on the gravel all the time. And to recognize that like if you go down a gravel road and it might be a dead end, you're literally still sightseeing. Like you're taking in the breeze, like you're like you are like in that moment, you're learning so much and experiencing so much. So, yeah, you might have to turn around and go back where you came from and try a different route. But like, it doesn't mean that that was a waste. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's funny 
not necessarily about growth journeys, but like creating a life that you love as someone who regularly is testing different routes and doing different things and kind of just like honestly flying by the seat of my pants sometimes seeing what works and seeing what I like and what I don't like. It's people from the outside always saying things, you know, like, oh, you're doing this now? Or like, what do you mean? I thought you were just doing this. Or what's going on with this situation? Because things are always changing. And like, life is always a little bit of a wild ride. But it's because like, I'm on that mission to build a life that I absolutely love, which means that I have to try some things first. And I don't I don't know what I like and what I don't like until I do that thing. And so it might feel a little flighty. It might feel like, you know, people are questioning you like, what the heck are you doing? You know, why are you doing this? But it's, it's, that's the way that you figure out what works for you and how, how your dream life is going to be is by trying different things too. Yeah. And I think anybody that would ask you or question you in like a judgment type tone one isn't your person like they're not there to support you they're there to like just like witness the show and somehow Mm -hmm. they're like controlling and telling you that somehow the way that you're living your life isn't the way that they like sought it out in their mind yeah no it's such a good point though too like I know you've heard this before too because it's such a personal development thing but like no one that's ahead of you is ever going to judge you for trying to create a better life it's always going to be the people who I don't want to say like are beneath you, but maybe don't have that same vision or don't have that same goal or like just don't see what you're doing or why you're doing that thing. Nobody that's ahead of you is ever going to try to talk you out of that thing because they've been there and they've experienced that. And I think that's important to remember too, like, you know, as coaches, you and I, like when we have clients come on, we see this vision for them and we're like, hell yes, let's make this your reality. Like you can do this. I know that you can. And it's not because we're their coach. It's because we see this vision for them. And we like, like, we love the fact of somebody creating a life that they love and crushing their goals and like getting to where they want to be because we've been there and we've done that thing. And so it's just such an important thing to remember is even if everyone else in your life, maybe you feel like they're dragging you down. You have to have that one person that is like, you know, your guiding light almost, or like someone that you can go to that gets it and understands, because that's going to be what allows you to, you know, keep showing up and have that confidence. Even if it's not someone that, you know, personally, and it's just someone that you watch on social media or something like having those expanders that show you like this thing is possible for you. That's what's going to be so impactful too. Yes. Like if you can't see it, you can't be it. And so it's just surround yourself with the energy that you want to embody and become. And so like, that's why like it, I started out in a 12 step program in my recovery. And it was so important for me to be around people that were future thinking instead of spinning their wheels in the negative, you know, and like you can start to gravitate towards people that are talking in an expansive way and, and about like an abundance instead of coming from a place of lack and a place of like excuse or just kind of like, I don't know, like you, we all know those negative Nancy's like we even have terms for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to be, be a positive poly <laughs> um, because that that's like how the world moves forward. You know, like I just want us all, I've been in the dark for so long, for so many years and realizing that like there is actually a, a whole different world. I just want people to live in that world that feels a little bit better because the, the idea of someone sitting in pain 
without help thinking that that's where they have to stay. Like it just doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of goes back where you're stuck. You're just choosing not to move. You don't have to stay anywhere. You know, like you can totally elevate your life and do whatever you want to. It's just about taking that action and like getting started. Yeah. So the other, so I'm not totally trying to switch gears, but one of the things that I absolutely wanted to ask you about is your coaching and your journey and your learning with money mindset, because um, we're talking about manifestation in a way, like this whole talk has been about the term manifestation. And I know that kind of can be like woo woo and all the things, but it needs to happen. <laughs> like you're the one that taught me about that word. You're the one that taught me to not be afraid of that word. And it's, of course, in the true fashion of manifestation has expanded my world since I've tapped into what it means and how to begin manifesting a life that I want to live. How did you, I don't know, you want to just like tell a little bit about how you even got into this type of coaching? Like, why are you choosing to do this work? Yeah. So to start with that question, I think I started out health and fitness coaching basically because of the transformation that it gave me um, in my life and the freedom that it gave me, you know, from restricting and starving myself and all of that. And finally, I found my way and I decided I wanted to coach people. That's a brief story of how I got to fitness coaching. But how I got into more mindset, manifestation, all of that kind of stuff was for years, I was, you know, helping women work out and eat properly. And it was very kind of surface level. And I started realizing that like someone can have the workout routine and they can eat the right foods, but if they aren't fixing or working through what is going on internally, the transformation just isn't the same. And so over time, I started realizing that like I needed to be talking with my clients about like their confidence or their lack thereof, and just things that were so much deeper than fitness and nutrition and workouts. And that's still a very foundational piece of what I do, you know, helping women get in shape and feel their best and develop these healthy habits. But it isn't surface level anymore. Like when we go in, we are talking about your career, we are talking about your relationships, your relationship with money, which is, I know, one of the things that you just mentioned. And just giving people or giving women specifically like that empowered feeling of creating a life that they love. And so it all kind of stemmed from feeling like I wasn't getting to the root of these women's issues with their body. It really didn't have anything to do with the workouts and nutrition. It had more so to do with their beliefs about themselves. Um, And that is basically where everything in manifestation stems from. So I know you mentioned it's kind of like you originally think of it like a woo-woo term, but realistically, like we are always manifesting, whether you know it or not, you are manifesting your current reality. Like what you've been manifesting, I like to say it with quotes because it is such an overused term that we think is so woo-woo, but what you've been manifesting up until this point is what's created your current reality. And so if you have been having these, you know, negative subconscious thoughts or beliefs of any different aspect of your life, that's exactly what you are manifesting. And that's the reality that you are creating. So it's, it all kind of, kind of intertwines together um, with just how your thoughts create your reality is essentially kind of where it all comes from. And you know, that same thing goes with money. 
Yeah. That okay. So we will definitely tap into money, but I I do want to talk about the fact that if we are going to do something for a month to try to lose X amount of pounds or yeah. stay sober for a month just to see if we we maybe don't have a problem actually. Like if you are clinging on to the idea that you can do something for a short period of time in order to fully correct something. Uh, that might be where you're starting in a place that isn't going to create a longevity uh, change. <laughs> like it's yeah. what you would saw is, if I'm getting this right, is that you are working with people in fitness and nutrition. And when the program or the time with them was over, it was almost like, well, now they like, it's it's easier for them to kind of fall back to old patterns because what was inside, like the deeper messaging that was driving them to get to the gym and stuff that hadn't changed that happens with recovery as well when people are like oh I'll just be sober for a month or I'll just be sober for a year you know it can be a long period of time but if you're not doing the work to heal on the inside those changes aren't going to stick yes so I am enthralled with money mindset right now because I'm sorry, don't be mad at me. I'm still nervous about money. And I know that that was something that we really tried to work through. And we did. We worked through so much. You've helped me so much. Um, I just really think that it is so much deeper than like I need to be working on money mindset, I think, for the rest of my life, essentially, because of like the the trauma of like growing up with with lack and growing up with abuse around money and the way that it was spent or what we didn't have. It was very scary growing up that way. And so now as a 31 year old woman, you know, I'm moving into my own apartment and I'm trying to tell you how beautiful and awesome my new apartment is. And I'm also like, it's really nice. And like, instead of just being super excited about it, I'm genuinely like nervous because of my money mindset. And it's like, Jesus, like there, there's going to be, it will work out. You know, everything has yeah. always worked out. Anytime that I've felt lack in money, it always comes back. And I'm like, okay, things are going to be okay. I can breathe. Yeah. I can be the only one that struggles with that. So what you just did right there is the perfect example of how the difference between the subconscious and the conscious mind. So subconsciously, you are scared. You are worried. You are, you know, have this underlying feeling of just stress around the money aspect and with with everything, specifically the apartment in this example. But then what you just did was you said, but I know that everything's going to work out. And, that, and then you basically gave yourself this little pep talk about how Mariah, I shouldn't be like, you shouldn't be scared. Like everything's going to work out. It always does. And like, that is your conscious mind talking because you know that everything's going to work out and that money is all going to be okay. But subconsciously your normal operating pattern is telling you like, it's not safe. It's scary. Money's always going to be an issue you know, all of that kind of stuff. And so that's a perfect example of how like these two things battle, because when we are, when we're aware of the fact that we've got some subconscious programming going on that really isn't supporting us, we can then consciously talk ourselves out of it. But that doesn't mean that, you know, the subconscious underlying factor is truly healed. And I think specifically for what you just referenced, like, it is harder. I don't think I know it is harder when you have like a long-term past of stress around money and just like money related trauma things to fully, fully heal. And I don't know, you know, if anyone fully, fully heals because like they say, with every level, there's a new devil. And so 
because you can get on board with something financially right now doesn't mean that, you know, in 10 years from now, when you're at your new level, there's probably going to be some other shit that comes up that you're going to have to deal with and you're going to have to work through. And so you have improved over the years, I'm assuming, you know, just with your money consciousness and understanding how you feel about money, but it's maybe it's not at a hundred percent yet and it might never be, but you're getting there. But it's so important to recognize because that's the key factor is that we recognize it and that we're aware of those beliefs because so many people go through their lives having these underlying beliefs about money, but they don't recognize that they're there. And so they're constantly struggling. They're constantly, you know, in debt or getting by with just enough. And they don't know that that's based on, you know, programming and past experiences and the way that they believe it should be because it's what they've experienced and all of the, you know, mental aspect that goes along with it. And, you know, that's kind of why I got into it or why that really initially I was attracted to money mindset was just the fact of how crazy it is that our financial experiences are oftentimes just replicates of what we experienced growing up or what we experienced, you know, in our childhood with different types of things. Like we create those same experiences for ourselves. And so that's kind of why I got into it all is just realizing like, how come this person can make this investment and not think anything of it. And then this person over here is like, you know, hoarding all of their money because they don't believe that it's ever going to come back to them. And like, what's, what's going on? Like, what's the differentiating factor between these two people? Um, and so it's, it's really, it's crazy, honestly, to get into. It is. I think like I had to stop leaning into fear and allowing my fear to <laughs> tell me to stick my head in the sand and ignore the topic of money because I was afraid of it. <laughs> I just ignored it for years. Like that was part of my addiction yeah. too is I racked up all my credit card debt and that was it. That was the end of my addiction where I was like, well, do I just like, you know, leave earth right now or do I try? Like it was because a lot of it was money. I had yeah. used up all of the um, credit card um, availability that I had. And I was like, I don't know what this means anymore because I I never learned how to do it the right way. And now I'm so full of shame and and fear and, and trauma around how to even ask for help. It's just a hot mess. So yeah, it does. It takes a lot to try to like navigate our ways out of that. Yeah, it's tough too, because I mean, like I racked up credit card debt too, like full transparency and being in that place is really shameful. Um, and it can feel so heavy and money isn't everything, but you have to have money to survive. So mm -hmm. when you don't have money to survive and you feel like you're struggling, that can lead you to like a dark, a dark place pretty quick because it's so stressful. You feel like, you know, you can't do your daily things because you don't have money and you need, you know, money to get by. And so it is easy to allow that to kind of go to that place with yeah. the stress and everything that too. Yeah. And I mean, that goes hand in hand with, you know, if you don't feel good and you're so afraid of things like that, you're either going to get a case of the buckets or you're just going to want to numb out and just like check out. And so a lot of that goes hand in hand with really unhealthy self-sabotaging behaviors. It's like when we feel that anxious and we're in that place mentally, 
um, or emotionally or all the way spiritually, like physically, like my heart like races, you know, and I'm just like, I can't sleep. I have anxiety about money. And if I'm going to get these bills paid and it affects every other area of your life, like you got to be able to catch it. And it's, it's just like any other thing, like you're not alone in it. There are people that have been through it. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. It is manageable. And sometimes maybe your mind is just telling you that it isn't. And that's the shame talking. But you can reach out to like a coach like you or like there's so many sources out there. Yeah. And I think I kind of lost my train of thought when I was talking last, but you just reminded me I you brought up a good point of like you want to ignore it and you want to avoid it. But that's honestly one of the worst things that you can do when you are in that place of overspending or, you know, in massive debt is to ignore it. And like you said, sometimes you just get a case of the buckets because what else do I have to lose? I'm already thousands in debt. And but one of the worst things that you can do is avoid the reality and avoid the feelings. And that's something huge that I've done this year that has totally I'm I'm saying like totally transform my reality with money. Like that's a whole other different story. But this year I have gotten so close with where my money is coming from and where it's going, not in an unhealthy way, but in like the most empowering way. Like I know where every penny that I spend goes. I track it. I don't like to call it a budget. I like to call it my spend plan, whatever. It's a budget basically, right? It's a spreadsheet but I track it and I'm very, very aware of like, this is how much I have going in. This is how much I have going out. At the start of the year, my going out was higher than my coming in, which means I was in the negative. And yes, that's really stressful. But you know what makes you feel so much better about that stress is that you know that that's the case and you can either try to do things to prevent it if that's possible, right? Like try to spend less in your little fun categories, or you can try to do things where you're like, all right, let's see if I can make some more money, like come up with ways to make more money, or let's see what random amounts of money fall into my lap. Like probably five months ago, I added to my income category, like random money manifestations. And mm -hmm. basically because I realized that there were random times throughout the month where I would receive some sort of random payment that I wasn't expecting or, you know, money that I wasn't planning to have. And I didn't really have a category for it because it wasn't one of my main income sources. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to give this its own category. And it also helps me see every single month, even if it's $25 that I get from something super, super random, I manifested $25, randomly came to me out of thin air. It wasn't planned. And it just kind of helps you feel more abundant. But my whole point being that like, if you can get in control of your money and know where your money is going, that's your first step to feeling more empowered because you're not letting money control you. You are the one that's, you know, here's where it goes. Here's where it comes from. And now you feel empowered because it is easier to avoid than it is to address, but it really does feel so much better when you actually address it. Yeah. You say it's easier to avoid than address it, but that's just like addiction. Like it's easier yeah. to avoid your feelings than to address them. Like, is it really? Mm -hmm. because avoiding them forever is going to get you so far in the dark that you're not going to know how to get back. Like there are things that we just have to do um, that yeah. we have to look at and becoming aware of the situation that we're in and then saying, okay, but I need to be on my own team 
and show up and make sure that I am part of this crew that's going to get us out of this mess, you know, or, or just get us moving forward. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, working with you has changed my life and money mindset. Like, yeah, I think so. That brings up a good point. I think just from a general like life perspective, a couple years ago, probably like a year, it was like a two year period where I was really struggling with my mental health, like didn't want to do anything, didn't want to get out of bed, like just was not me. I was not Courtney. I was not happy, energetic, whatever. And I constantly every day, I didn't want to admit it at the time, but I knew what I was doing. I was waiting on someone to come and save me, basically, like someone to come and deliver this beautiful opportunity, someone to just like Venmo me a shitload of money or give me this amazing opportunity. I was just like, maybe like maybe tomorrow, like not consciously. I wasn't saying like money's going to fall out of the air tomorrow, but like I was just like, oh, probably tomorrow it'll get better. Like something good has to happen. But I was sitting back waiting for something good to happen. And you know, I think that's partially what happens when you struggle with mental health is you feel you you don't have any, I guess, thoughts that are going to support you in, I guess I don't really know how to explain it, but you don't have thoughts that are supporting you in your own growth, but. But it's just what you're in. Like you don't even realize that that's <laughs> what you're doing. And that's the mental health piece is like, it's not yeah. conscious, it's subconscious. Exactly. Exactly. But I was, so I was waiting on someone to just come save me and deliver this beautiful opportunity. And it wasn't till I had like this real moment with myself where I was like, literally no one is coming to save you. Like no one is coming to just give you money. No one is coming to just like, you know, fix all these aspects of your life that you feel like are wrong. Like you have to be the one that puts yourself out there and takes action. Even if it's the smallest little thing, like no one is coming to do those things that you say you want for yourself. Like you have to do them. And it all like, this is not a one size fits all, but like I kind of started the transformation for myself by like putting myself out there and doing 75 hard for a second time. But it's not about 75 hard. It was about like the showing up for myself for 75 days in a row, crossing these tasks off this list and basically doing the thing, like taking the action and not letting my brain talk myself out of it or wait around for the opportunity. It was about like proving to myself that I could show up for myself. It's taking yeah. action in the moment. But I think also with your mindset, you went into 75 hard knowing that one, I know that you knew that if you didn't make it every single day, that you were still going to be fine because the mm-hmm. longevity goals of how you live your lifestyle are there. So it's not like yeah. you were going to do 75 hard and once the 75 days were over that you were going to be cured. Like I know that that wasn't your mindset going into it. Yeah. And that's the difference yeah. between like a fad diet or a fad workout <laughs> and the way that you do them. Yeah. Yeah. And it just gave me something, a way to show up for myself. So if you are like in this place right now, if someone's listening, who's just in this place where they aren't showing up for themselves at all, or they're waiting for that, you know, magical day where everything falls into place. It's just about like giving yourself what's one thing that you can do every single day. That's going to allow you to feel a little bit better. If that thing takes two minutes, if it takes five minutes, if it's a 30 minute walk, like it doesn't matter, but proving to yourself that like, you have the ability and you are in control to allow yourself to do that thing and to like show up for yourself in that way. And so it's really just about, it doesn't need to be 75 hard. Like that's extreme for 
like the general population to do that. Yeah. That's silly. Right? If it's you don't know, if you don't know what 75 hard is, um, you can look it up. I'm not going to provide a link or anything like it. It is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, definitely. Nobody, nobody needs to do, yeah, nobody needs to do two workouts a day, really. But like you need to do something that is going to require you to just show up for yourself every day, even if it's in the littlest way to build that confidence that you do the things that you say you're going to do and that you are there for yourself. Yeah. And that goes with anything, whether, yeah, whether we bring it, we can wrap it up to like, you know, money mindset, like quitting a substance or just like challenging yourself to go alcohol free for X amount. You know, it's like challenge yourself to show up for yourself every day. And then circling back again to how we started this podcast to be like, if you air quote here, if you fail in your goal in those days, it's not failure, it's feedback. You're going to ask yourself, hey, I actually broke my promise to myself. I'm not going to shame myself. I'm going to ask myself and get curious and say, why was that? What was happening? What what didn't I do? What what where I did? Where didn't I not have support? And how can I? start again and make sure that when I do hit that hard feeling, that's going to make me fail. How can I, you know, take a right instead of a left? Yeah. 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 I'm like a broken record to my clients every week on their check-ins. I'm like, and let's just look at this and see what can you do differently next time? What can you learn from this? And it's like, that's literally all it's about is just how can you do this differently next time? And what are you learning? Yep. And that was something that you taught me too, is just get 1% better every day. Again, yes. like what's the rush? Like, what are you, there's no reason to be explosive in your healing or your recovery or whatever it is when likely you could burn out that way. And it might be too challenging to do everything all at once. And then you'll tell yeah. yourself that it's just too hard to live that way. And then you convince yourself to not continue. Yes, that is, that's a hundred percent it. Like if you're trying to do everything all at once, it's going to be more overwhelming to you and you're going to be so much more likely to fail than if you just say, what's one little thing. And then once you get that thing going, then you add your next thing, so on and so forth. Yeah. And I know that like as human beings, we want what we want and we want it now. We're a pretty like instant gratification type of society, especially now. Um, with like Amazon Prime and DoorDash just delivering things right to your door. Like, um, but yeah, that isn't really how things work. And we have to be able to be gentle with ourselves and recognize that it is a lifelong process, period. Yes. Yeah. yeah I think there's so many things in our world today that are like kind of fucking our mindsets of like instant gratification and perfection and seeing the highlight reels and so then we just expect everything to happen overnight and our life to be perfect with no challenges and like all sorts of different things that are just like, oh, this really isn't serving us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. This is thank you for being on Fuck Small Talk. Thank you for even creating Fuck Small Talk with me. Like, I feel like you <laughs> uh, I have so many between you and Kelsey Mead. When I hired both of you working with you has it just it completely was a pivotal moment for my lifestyle and my recovery and my coaching and everything that I'm doing and like the reason that I'm interviewing you on a podcast right now is because you've helped me first <laughs> so I just appreciate you a lot oh uh, yeah I love that and I'm so proud of you and I really appreciate you having me on it's been fun 
Yeah, I think we will have to have you back and we will get even deeper into like even subconscious programming. That's something that we talked about a lot today. And if you want to know more about um, subconscious programming and manifestation and money mindset and fitness and health, like literally anything that we talked about today, uh, just follow Courtney's information below. I'm going to put it in the show notes and find her, follow her, be inspired. Perfect. Thank you so much. Small Talk is produced in partnership with Be Easy Marketing. It would mean so much if you took the time right now to follow the pod and give a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'll see you guys here next week for another Big Talk topic. Until then, let's keep moving forward.